Blog Talk Radio. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. We take it away. It's time for the Bobby Eaton Show. Yeah. Giving you information you'll want to know. Speaking on issues affecting us all and music for the soul. Yeah. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Hello, world. Good afternoon. Hey, welcome to the Bobby Show. This is where we tell our story our way, and we give a voice to the voiceless. And hey, I've been gone a little bit. I've been running all over the country, and Atlanta, and Houston, and Plano, and you just name it, just trying to visit some places. So have some fun and business. So hey, we're here. The number is 646-716-5525. Don't forget to press the one button now if you want to talk on the show. Keep in mind, also, we're here every Monday night, Wednesday night, Friday night, 6 p.m. Again, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6 p.m. And on Saturdays from 12 to 2, you know, Central Standard Time. You know, some people get that kind of mixed up, Eastern Standard Time, Pacific, you know. When are you going to be on? If you can't remember all that stuff I'm giving you, just Google the Bobby Eaton Show. It'll be right there for you. Well, we've – this – this is Veterans Day, so we're going to be talking a little bit about that. And I got one of my favorite favorites and newcomers who's going to come on the show. Dale Taylor is going to be here. Mr. Groove is in the house, and uh, I'm waiting for the arrival of Sherry Lasky. She's going to be one of my co-hosts, so we're going to just kind of play it by ear. You know, nothing formal here on the Bobby Eaton Show. We just do it the way we do it. We tell our stories our way, and so we want you to do that. If you need to contact us, you can reach us at area code 832-443-9499. Again, that number is 832-443-9499. That's Eaton Media Services. Hey, we're located in the heart of Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. 1533 North Norfolk. We are taking donations for those uh, who can help us recover from our uh, vandalism that we had in Atlanta with the Juice Radio Show. So they got away with some laptops and some cameras and some headphones and some stuff like that. But hey, God is good, and we're gonna um, recover from that. Already have started re- recovering some of it. So you can contact us on GoFundMe Juice Radio Show or PayPal. Uh, there's a donation uh, section on Facebook. So Instagram. We need your help. That's the only way I can uh, fund these events for these young people because the young people are our future, and we must invest in them. A lot of stuff is going on out there. Got a lot of crime happening and a lot of drugs and alcohol and sex. Everybody's sex, 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 sex. I mean, bang, 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 bang. That's what they say. You know, so that's uh, what's going on. But we got a lot of good young people out there, too. There's some great ones out there who are knowledgeable who want to do good and positive stuff. 
So you must invest in them. Also, there are seniors out there that we must help and take care of. You know, Miss Johnson is uh, at our house and her yard need to be cut. Fellas, grab a lawnmower and just go over there and start cutting. And you know, hey, Miss Johnson, and, and just cut that, knock that yard on down. Ladies, knock on the door, you know, go in and, you know, help her keep her kitchen together if you're allow you to. Build a relationship with our seniors to help out. Uh, fellas, mentor a young man. Say you got a single parent mom and she don't have a, a man in his life and maybe the, uh, the daddy's incarcerated or something like that. Go step in, man. You know, t- Pick the young brother up for a couple of hours and take him around and show him something that he's never seen or something. Feed him or something like that. Buy him a pair of tennis shoes, anything. You know, just invest. Teach him how to uh, do some stuff. He may want to learn how to paint, or he may want to learn how to do some construction or uh, plumbing or anything. So just teach one. You know, back in the day, it took a time. It was a time when um, the village raised a child. So hey, you know, people invested into their young. You know, there was always respect, always Mister and Mrs. You didn't get in grown folks' conversations. You know, you waited till they got through talking, then you asked your questions and stuff like that. So we want to do that. We want to continue on with that. And uh, that's what's going to make a better tomorrow. You know, so that's what it is. Well, you're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. And uh, I'm going to be back uh, with Dave Taylor here in a minute. And we're going to be talking, chopping it up, having a good time. Dial the number six four six seven one six five five two five. Don't get that's too much.
That's right, ain't nobody, baby. Hey, love me this way. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. And Mr. Groove, Mr. Groove, hey, how are you, bro? We're doing all right, doing all right. Man, welcome to the show. Welcome to the company. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate uh, it. Man, you're going to have a... some things going on around here, huh? Yeah, man. I tell you, I'm you gonna want, bring bringing them all the way back. You want to tell us a little bit and tell our audience a little bit about what you got going on since you joined Eden Media Services? Yeah, man. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna introduce everybody to the the Groove Zone. That's where we uh, bring them bring them back back to the '70s and to the '80s to celebrate all the the soul jams, the R&B jams, the funk jams. And, and from uh, all those all those groups that, uh, that we loved so much back in the day. Back in the day. Not huh? just the Jacksons. We talking about the Silvers, too. Oh, okay. So you're going to yeah. go dig off into the archives. Yeah, we talking huh? about cotton candy. We talking <laughs> about high school high. <laughs> yeah, we talking about kung fu. We bring some disco in there, some kung fu fighting. Yeah. So your show is going to air from 2.30 to 5 on Saturdays, right? That's correct. That's good. That's the Groove Zone, huh? The Groove Zone. Man, I'm looking forward, man, to checking you out and uh, bringing back some of those old memories of back in the day. And um, it's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be good. You know, songs that... that you used to love that's on the uh, on the album that uh, that you don't hear on the radio, but you still love that one jam, right, those right. one or two jams that's on the radio mm-hmm. that was on the record. They Back didn't in the quite day. play them. Yeah, they didn't quite play well, them. Well, it's radio. gonna cater to an older older crowd yeah, who would yeah. even know what those songs are, uh, which yeah. would be good, which is much needed too, because yeah. we got a lot of hip hop stations and a lot of different stations, yeah. you know. But we don't have no old school, too many no, of those no. old school formats to where we play that old music, you know. Yeah, we'll bring them all back and. Oh yeah, I remember that jam. Oh yeah, that, that was my jam back in the <laughs> yeah, day. That's what we got. That's what we're looking forward to. Yeah. You know, like oh man, Dale pulled one out. And I ain't heard yeah. that since nineteen blah blah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're gonna leave the year out. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> tell you age yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all good in the neighborhood, man. Yeah. And I'm glad to have you uh, aboard. You know, eating media services, and I think it's gonna be do well. Oh yeah. Yeah, can't, can't wait to get started. Can't get started. started, bringing them back. Uh huh. So we're gonna be launching uh, KBOB, mm-hmm. which uh, is K Black on Black Radio Community Radio. What was that? I don't know what that was. I heard a noise. Okay. Anyway, um, we were gonna be we're gonna launch that pretty soon, which is uh, eighty-nine point nine FM radio here in Tulsa, Oklahoma heart of black wall street and uh we're gonna be launching that so you're gonna be on that you know what i mean internet and all the whole hookup you know so people will be able to access your show yeah yeah get started yeah get started i heard some of your your promos and things like that sounds good oh yeah i appreciate it we worked worked hard for that yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't can't wait to reintroduce all those jams, man. All those jam, jams, all those skate jams up there at the skate ring. Yeah, you remember skate, skate land? Well, we yeah. had skate lands and skate places all over uh, uh, the country. You know what I mean? Back in those days, people used to skate to all of those those jams and stuff like that, and have so much fun. You know, with all of that, so we hopefully we can get back to some of that, man. You know, I think Tulsa had a, uh, I think in you know in Tulsa had like Skateland, and we had a Skate World. Yeah, you did. Skateland back north, and a Skate World 
back out south somewhere or something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Rolling and, and, and dancing the song, mm-hmm. all them jams from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Teachers and her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Amy Stewart. Amy Stewart, huh? Uh-huh. Amy Stewart. Oh, yeah. Amy Stewart. Knock on wood. Oh, yeah, that video is everybody old school back in the day. <laughs> that video and coming out, she knocking on wood. Oh yeah. Mhm. 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 That's good. That's good. Looking forward to that. You know. So, man. You know, I um, <clears throat> remember all those songs. You know, I was living in Hollywood at that time, Ooh. out in California, when all of that those hit songs were, you know, yeah, taking place. Yeah. And um. I just remember so many good memories. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Songs, you know, songs back in the day, those songs made you feel a certain way. Yeah, real you instruments. Know, man. Yeah, real, real musicians playing, yeah. you know, real stuff. Real you know. songs, yeah. Yeah, real, real stuff, you know. So. Studio, and them session singers and session musicians. Yeah. Right, exactly. All of that was taking place in that particular time. Yeah. So, yeah. Wasn't no, wasn't no auto-tune. No, 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 no. See, we had to take it to the stage. Yeah. You know, for real. Play real instruments, guitars, basses, mm-hmm. keyboards, synthesizers, man. It wasn't no play around, just hit no button. Mm-hmm. Push a button and boom, the music is right there. We had to take it to the stage. Yeah, you couldn't sing. Just stand aside. That's what, that's what you would have to do. Hand clap. But you know if you couldn't sing. <laughs> <laughs> if you couldn't yeah. sing. Up there on that stage, they gonna let you know. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I'm, I'm, no you, you won't be able to use you this mm-hmm. time. More right. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. Uh huh. Right. That's what's going on. Like my friends say, that's what's up. <laughs> that's what's up, huh? What's up? That's what she say. That's what's up. Right. Well, hey, you on the Bobby Eaton show? And uh, let me see what I what I do. Let me tell you a little bit about our trip to Atlanta. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trip to Atlanta. You yeah, a little bit. Back, about, right? about well, yeah, we went back. What happened was, uh, you know, we had been planning on taking these youth uh, to Atlanta oh. and uh, for a while now. We've been fundraising, contacting Juice different places. Station. Juice Radio Show. Radio Show, okay. okay. And uh, we had been planning on it, planning on it. We set it all up. And finally, it became real. Excuse me. It became reality. Mm-hmm. And upon becoming reality, we took off and left here from Tulsa, Oklahoma, okay. loaded the van mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. went to uh, Memphis, Tennessee. To the, Memphis. To, uh, and we stopped by the Lorraine Hotel where Dr. Oh, okay. King was assassinated yeah. Yeah. down in Memphis. A couple of little sightseeing things taking place up there in Atlanta and uh, Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then we left uh, Memphis. And headed to Atlanta, and once we got there, we stayed in a real nice Airbnb, you know, five bedrooms. They had plenty of places to sleep, even had some extra air mattresses and stuff for the kids and youth and stuff in there. So we was all off in there and cooking our own food, and uh, we had some speakers come over there and talk to us about broadcasting and things. And so... Uh, we got up the next morning. We got there on a Thursday, and we got up the next morning, and we went to CNN News. Okay. So we had an open invitation to that. I had already set it up for my friend. Thank you, Sarah Sidner, mm-hmm. you know, for uh, uh, hooking that all up for us, okay. and that's what she did. And so by doing so, went to CNN, mm-hmm. went mm-hmm. up in there, 
and we took the regular tour that everybody takes. What was that like? Okay, that was good. Yeah. But even better, we had a tour guide set up that took us on a special tour by ourselves. Okay. And they took us inter- into an intricate tour where we went on the guts of CNN. You know, and we were all off in um, some of those sound studios and looking at all them cameras and all of this production stuff and all these things. And they were explaining it to the youth, which was a good thing. I learned some things myself. I said, wow, I didn't know they did this on TV like that or Mm -hmm. did it on TV like that. And uh, it was great. You know, it was Mm -hmm. great. And so while we were in the inside, everybody was having a good time. Mm-hmm. Great time, you know. So finally, that CNN tour ended, and we left, man, and headed back to the Payne Park parking lot where our van was. Okay. And as we approached the van, I saw I had a big old bottle of cranberry juice mm-hmm. that was outside the van mm-hmm. on the ground, squashed and water. I mean, just like they kicked it out. They had somehow got into our van. I guess we looked green. You know, oh, pulling up there with out-of-state plates and stuff, and they got into it. Man. And then I pulled on the door handle, and it opened up, it opened and up. I noticed that my business bag was gone. I said, oh, my goodness. And then Ramal, his laptop was gone. TK, her cameras and headphones and everybody else's stuff was gone. Mm-hmm. They had vandalized our van, you know, oh, professionals. Man. Had to be watching us and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, but... We were sad and we were down. We were holding our heads down. Oh, man. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. But we held our heads up yeah. and we went on to Radio 1 and got encouraged and got boosted up, right. you know, went off in there, the Ricky Smiley show mm-hmm. and all of these different formats and Steve Harvey and all them do. They play they, they shows up in there. Mm-hmm. So we were up in there and having fun, getting education and knowledge and Things like that, and uh, it was good for the youth, you know, to experience that. Right. We took that, we took that uh, tour, and we we really, literally, went all over Atlanta. Wow. I'm talking about, you know, a lot of times when you visit a city, mm-hmm. you're in a hotel, mm-hmm. and you just kind of go maybe one or two places. You, you hit a restaurant right. or something like that. No, not with us. Hmm. We went over the whole city. Wow. You know, we uh, stopped in places like uh, uh, the dungeon, the dungeon. which that? is a dungeon is where uh, 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 outcasts had their record, oh, okay. their house yeah. in the hood where they had their recording studio. Yeah. Yeah. We went to T.I.'s Trap Museum. We went to Killer Mike's uh, 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 Swag Barbershop. You know, okay. and we went to the Black Civil Rights Museum there. there you go. There now you that go. was that was uh, interesting. What was, what was that like? Now that is brand new. It opened about a year, and uh, I went in there. And the first thing you do is they sit you down at a simulated lunch counter. You know, breakfast counter like like back in the day right. when they didn't allow blacks even in restaurants to eat. Right. <clears throat> so whenever a black went into some of these restaurants during the Jim Crow era, right. they would harass the blacks, right. you know, for, for for trying to eat there. So you put on these headphones, you know, and close your eyes, and it's simulated like you're right there. And they were saying 
crazy stuff like, nigger, you better not eat that. I'll take this fork and stick it in your throat. And it was fighting going on and uh, just just a whole lot of hatred and racism mm-hmm. towards African-American that we were hearing in those headphones mm-hmm. taking place at the lunch counters, you know, and uh, that's a wake up call. You know, it actually happened. Mm-hmm. And you step, then after that's over with, uh, you step, you step into uh, the museum and big pictures of Rosa Parks, uh, big pictures of Emmett Till and just big pictures, period, you know, you know, just like that. Oh, oh did you lock that door? I think, I think I you did. did. I think okay. Did. Okay. All right. Go open it up for me. So there were big pictures uh, of all of that um, that was taking place there. And um, we went through the historical museum. And, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, the historical museum. And we traveled that black historical museum. And uh, uh, it was great. Those kids enjoyed, uh, I shouldn't say kids, I should say youth. Those youth enjoyed uh, that trip, and it was great, you know. And um, I'm glad I got an opportunity to invest into those young people as we went forward, and that's what's happening. So it was good. It was good. So that's a great thing, man. And then we – we uh, went to what we call the Black House. Uh, those the of you who are familiar house. with Jay Morrison, he's a, he's a millionaire real estate investor. Uh-huh. He has a great, gigantic facility that's painted black. Oh, okay. It's called a Legacy Center. They took us on a tour of that, and so we connected with that and uh, had a good time um, giving some history. And talking like that, so we got. Then we, you know, we went to the Tyler Perry Studios. Oh, Everybody talks about that Tyler Perry Studios. Yeah, but it was so, but that was nice. It was nice. It was fantastic. It was still good. new, still brand new. The kids got a chance to. Uh, I should say, kids. I got to stop that, y'all. Y'all correct me on that. The I'm youth deep. got a t- chance to uh, tour and see the place and do some things there, you know. And I was just so blessed. To be able to uh, set that platform up for them. So did you see anybody famous? Man, you know we they they the famous people you ain't gonna see. They gonna be hiding, you know, they're hiding around. But it's okay because we were famous. You know what I mean? So <laughs> there you go. There the, you go. The youth were famous, and I just the idea that they were there in Atlanta, uh, going all over Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, uh, some of them said. We got a chance to do stuff that normal people who visit here mm-hmm. in a few days don't get a chance to do or see. Wow. And so it was a trip of a lifetime. Uh, investments uh, are good, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I was just glad that me and Maul were able to put this program together for these youth. So we, wow. I mean, they had a ball. Yeah, right. What was the Weather was good. Was it? Yeah, it was good weather. Not like it is today here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Because boy, I stepped out this morning. Man. Because you know, I just got back from Houston. Right. You know, I was returning a car to the rental car place, and I thought I was gonna get out, and you know, thought it'd be okay. Man, I stepped outside <laughs> about eight o'clock this morning. Man. My brother. Man. And it, just crazy. Yeah, I 
No, it was like 72 degrees or 73 degrees, something like that yesterday. Sun is down. Was out. it? I wouldn't wash. I wouldn't wash my car. I wouldn't wash my car. It was 70, 72, 73 degrees. Yesterday. 72, 73 degrees. Sun is all out. People walking around in t-shirts, shorts. People jogging. Really? Yeah, it was nice. It was that beautiful. temperature dropped that fast. It huh? dropped that quick. See, that's the kind of weather to get you sick too. I know. You know, mm-hmm. t-shirt one day and mm-hmm. next day you in overcoat. Mm-hmm. You know, just heavy and stuff. So mm-hmm. you gotta be be careful, y'all out there. You know, because you can take sick and catch the flu, catch pneumonia, that, that flu catch no all kind of. It ain't no joke. That flu ain't no joke. That flu, that flu will knock you down at least three days, mm-hmm. or, or longer. It just depends. Just depends on what's going on with that. So you guys take care of yourselves in this weather. Winter is here. It's definitely here. Yeah, it's here, and it's seemed like it's here a little earlier this year than what it was last year. I don't know because we've been having some light winters now. The winters haven't been really that heavy, but when they when it's when it hit, it hit. It hit. Yeah, you know, it's it's serious. No snow though, right? No, I haven't seen some. But this morning it was ice. It was sleet coming down, and man, it was like I, I came to an intersection and hit the brakes. My car was sliding. I said, "Oh man, don't let me get out here. Let me yeah, do I'll, a bang up." All that time in Dallas, no, no snow, no, no, no ice. Well, a little bit of ice, but no snow. Ice comes down, and yeah, yeah. Well, ain't nothing like this Oklahoma weather, man. We got our own weather. You know, that's the way it goes. So it's it's sad but true. Sad you but know, true. I look at it and I say, well, ooh, because you know I was down in Houston for twenty years, oh, and they don't yeah, get it. Country. They don't. They don't. They don't get it like we get it. Yeah. You know, so I was like, my goodness, you know, yeah. up here, it's serious business. Serious business. You know, so well, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a break. And uh, we're going to come right back. Sherry Lasky is in the house. Sherry Lasky? Yeah, Sherry Lasky. I remember Sherry Lasky. You remember Sherry Lasky? I think I went to school with Sherry Lasky. Did you? Yeah, she well, was. she's sitting right over there. Right what? 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 <laughs> what? You know, so we're yeah. going to we gonna come back and talk to Miss Sherry. So you guys stick around. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. Dollar number 646. Six five five two five. Don't forget to press the one button. We'll be right back.
just recently someone said, what is the significance of having an HBCU? What's the purpose of them now? But just in my time that I was there, the people that I'm, I mean, I can count numerous doctors, numerous lawyers, people with PhDs, judges, just from Grambling State University, the four years that I was there and beyond, you know, so Mm -hmm. for people to say, what's the purpose? I can't think of that many of my peers that went to OU OSU that became doctors and lawyers, Mm -hmm. not the number compared to the number that I know from Grambling State. So, you know, very important. HBCUs are very important to our education. Yeah, you got a lot of them out there, too, that need the support and they need mm-hmm. the financial yes. support that's yes. needed. And, uh, yes. you know, you got, like you say, Gremlin State, Jackson State, mm-hmm. uh, Florida A&M, yeah. and all. I mean, the list goes on and yeah. on. Yeah. You know? And like I said, you need the financing. Like, mm-hmm. for example, Magic Johnson heals Magic Johnson's at Exo Foods. He mm-hmm. has that. A, a part of that branch or brand or whatever he does our cafeteria and our food and whatnot and he just gave like a two million dollar um grant or you know you know i don't want to say a grant but he donated donated two, two, two million, million to the university yeah toward the university mm-hmm. and it's just growing so we have a lot of mm-hmm. you know i mean yeah. with our new for example the president of the university we were there at the same time well, yeah. he was going to school there? We were both going to school at the same time. Okay. At, the, at the time, President Johnson was our president while we were there. Mm-hmm. And he, he was this, you know, little thin, little young baby, you know. Mm-hmm. And seeing now as president, we're like, hey, Rick, hey, Rick. Everybody, you know, because up with him. With him. And my son was like, you know the president of the university? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we, we've gone skiing before, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So it's. It's different. It's a different type of um, feel when you know the president of the university as opposed to just some picture on the wall. Mm-hmm. You see him passing by on campus occasionally. Wow, that's good. Good you had that experience yeah. and got a chance to uh, refellowship with a whole lot of old classmates and things like yeah, that. Yeah. It's always good to reunite, you know. It's a yep. beautiful thing, you know, when you can do that. Um, yep. I, I just got back from... Um, Houston and Plano and mm-hmm. Atlanta and been kind of doing some traveling and um, I'm uh, going through it doing more traveling. You know, I'm going to get out of here and go mm-hmm. some different places and have some business. Yes. And uh, while I was in Houston, I went to uh, uh, my old pastor's uh, funeral. Now he's a, he's a very iconic man in Houston and Sheila Jackson Lee and Mayor mm. Sylvester Turner and all of them yeah. there. And I used to play on the, the music ministry at that church. Okay. You know, I did it for 14 years up in that 2,000-seater church. And uh, this man, uh, Pastor Willie Jones, was such a down-to-earth man. That's why I ended up joining that church because mm-hmm. he was so down-to-earth and regular that uh, – uh, he went out and the church purchased about 40 homes cool. for single parent mothers and wow. homeless people to live in. Nice. And the guys of the church would be doing the working work, on working yeah. on the houses. The community. They would go to senior citizens. Uh, uh, he would stand they up in the community. Yeah, he, he, he would stand up in the church and he say, 
hey, we're going over Sister Williams. She's 87 years old. We're going to cut her grass, paint her house, put air conditioning in there. Mm-hmm. And boom, they do it. That's you know? taking care of your that's flock. Really, that's taking care right. of your flock. And he was right. a flock. He was that kind of guy that you could just talk to regular. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to, oh, that's the pastor. You know right. what I mean? And he wasn't going for that foolishness and dumb stuff. You know what I mean? And so, you know, he had an old Cadillac. Check this out. An old Cadillac that he'd been driving for years, mm-hmm. right? And it was kind of a little bit, but he loved that Cadillac. So the congregations got together behind his back and went out and bought him a Mercedes Benz, right? They bought him a Mercedes Benz. And you know what he did? He pulled up it and he said, uh, well, you know, that car is fine and all that, but I like my old banana colored <laughs> Cadillac, and that's what I like. Y'all can kind of do what you want to do with that Benz. I appreciate you thinking about me, mm-hmm. but I like my Cadillac. So they took the Benz back, right? And they just took his Cadillac and, you know, renovated the Cadillac and put him a CD player or whatever <laughs> off in there and brought it up to, you know, did the interior, made it nice and stuff like that. So that's the kind of guy he was. I can remember when I was in ministry back in those days and we were together in Houston and we'd be walking down Fifth Ward. Mm-hmm. Y'all know about Boy. Fifth Ward. Mm-hmm. That's where the church is. And we'd be walking the streets and he'd have on a shirt and some shorts and some tennis shoes. He walking with us. Now, I was trying to be all holy roly. <laughs> me back, you know, a little, a little bit, a little bit. But you say me, yeah, a little bit back then. I had my Bible up under my arm. Oh, I'm God. Walking, I'm walking down the street. I'm trying to put in my head. Yeah. And people can't even me. picture that. Okay. You know, they can't. Well, I changed when I went to Iraq. That all, okay. that all gave me a whole other insight. Anyway, I'm down the street. And we're walking down the street, a bunch of men, you say about 25 guys walking the streets. And uh, I said, Pastor Jones, I said, man, where you going at? The Bible, you know what I mean? Right. He said, well, Bobby, let me tell you something. I'm going to get more people than you. <laughs> <laughs> I said, uh, what you mean? He said, they're going to see you coming with that Bible in your hand, and they're going to run. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that was Things. Uh, he loved his band. He loved his musicians. Mm-hmm. He worked in the community and school children, single parent moms, incarcerated, went into prisons. He did all of that. So, honor yeah. to uh, Pastor Willie Jones. I told wow. some of our listeners I'd be mentioning him and talking to him today. And uh, it was just, his service was beautiful and off the chain. Wasn't sad. I don't believe in sad stuff. So, it wasn't sad, but it's good. Dale, you just recently lost your brother, man, didn't you? Yeah, man, I, I I lost my brother. He was uh he was a Booker T love now. Um came out uh late sixties. Um he had that uh diabetes. You got you got you know, you got you gotta take care of yourself. Yeah, that's, that's, that's one thing you you got you gotta take care of yourself and appreciate I'm a witness. Your, appreciate mm-hmm. your loved ones while you, while they're still here. Yeah, while they're still here. You gotta you gotta appreciate them while they're still here. Mm-hmm. Love him, yeah. love him while it's there. Mm-hmm. You never know. Now let's talk about Dale, Mister Groove. Dale, Dale Mister Groove, Groove Taylor. Yeah, yeah, tell you, you're gonna yeah. be coming on, like I said earlier to our earlier listeners, from two o'clock to five o'clock on Saturdays here at Eden Media Services. Two thirty. Two thirty. Two thirty. Two thirty. Let me get that right. Uh-huh. Two thirty. Okay, correct me. I can be wrong. Yeah, bringing them into the groove zone. We're gonna be. Strutting our stuff, we're gonna ease on down the road. Mm-hmm. We're gonna ease on down with the 
Silver, Jackson. <laughs> you going back? Oh, yeah. Right? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All that soul, all that disco, all that funk. Everything is everything. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good thing. Teacher's got a brand new class. <laughs> so you were doing this down in Dallas, right? I was. I was oh, wow. in Dallas for a while. Uh, doing it for a while down in yeah. that radio. Uh huh. So you're DJ in Dallas? No, 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 no. It's internet radio. Oh, internet radio in Dallas. Okay, cool. Yeah, you had an internet radio show yes, that okay. you that you were doing down there, and you're back in Tulsa now. Back in Tulsa, came back uh, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. You know. How you like it? It. You know what? Home is home. Okay. Home yeah. is home. It's an adjustment, you it's know. Yes, it's, 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 it's a little bit slower, you know. Yeah, for but, sure. You know, you, your family and friends, you know, your real friends, mm-hmm. and your real family. Right. That's, that's what that's what it's saying. That's yeah. What yeah, you know, I've been back here for four years now. Mm-hmm. When I first moved back, I didn't want to come. I'm telling y'all the listening yeah. and all that. Bobby yeah. Eden didn't want to move back to Teen Town. Okay. You know, I just didn't want to come. But yeah. my mom's, I used to talk to her on a regular basis almost every day. And she said, yeah, I get a little lonely down here sometimes. And my dad, yeah, I could use some help. We all, we got this property and this building and all this stuff. And I'm getting up in age. And I sit down and I said, wow, man. Yeah. Let me go ahead and make this move, mm-hmm. pack up. I was working and busy and jazz clubs and concerts and mm-hmm. popping it off and getting free passes and everything. And, hey, hey, having yeah. a good time. Yeah. So I decided to move back to Tulsa, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. home of Black Wall Street, mm-hmm. Black Wall Street, and got back here. And I had to figure out, well, Bobby, you got to reinvent yourself. You got to do something different. You're a musician, and there ain't a whole lot of that going on up here in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. You know, you we had a few artists, you know, our Faye Moffitt and our Charlie Reds and, you know, Elders Jackson. And we got a few little network of entertainers, but not just a whole lot that are out there just banging. You know, I used to be in Houston, and my phone used to ring. Hey, man, come play with us. Cal Turner be down and play with us and the Red Cat. Jazz club, come on down here and play, but you don't have that here. Right. So I had to reinvent myself, and by being here, um, I said, "Well, one thing that we don't have in Tulsa, Oklahoma, is good black radio communications, black media. We right. don't have that exactly. at all. That ain't man. We only had the Oklahoma Eagle mm-hmm. and you know uh, K Jams, you know K Jams, and uh, and that's the only really two of them that we had. And they're hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, they do hip hop, but we don't have talk radio. Right. But we can talk about our issues, talk about the concerns of the community, talk about education, talk about jobs, talk about black love or relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have a format like that to release that to the public. So I decided, I said, well, since my grandpa built this building and it's empty and not being used, I'm going to open up a radio station. Mm-hmm. So I decided that's why we're here right now. Okay. I, I invested my money. I went to work. I went to work for the city of Tulsa. Okay. You know when it, you know when I first got back, they hired me on as an inspector, uh-huh. uh, and they assigned me North Tulsa. Right. You know, gave me a car and all that kind of stuff to ride around here. And I was putting dumpsters in different communities. 
trees and I'd be riding down the street and get out there with that badge on and that that little blue shirt and that little tan pants. (laughs) You know what I mean? And somebody holler, Bobby! Hey! Bobby, is that you? You the police? And I, you know what I mean? No, I ain't the police. You know, so what? Man, I so and so. But I got frustrated with the city. Yeah. The city, I after being there, and they were paying me good money, mm-hmm. but money ain't everything. Right. So I got so frustrated with the city. I would sit into those conference uh, rooms with all the white guys, and I'm the only black guy sitting up in there who's yeah. an inspector. Yeah. And then they would talk about different parts, South Tulsa, East Tulsa, West Tulsa, you know, Midtown, the, the, the places where they were assigned. Mm-hmm. And then uh, come around to North Tulsa, they, woo, that's a war zone over there. Blah, 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 blah. And they started talking bad, right. kind of down in North Tulsa. Right. And, right. and sure, y'all know me, I blew up in a meeting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just gave them the blue. I was, man, wait a minute, hold on. You don't know my community. Mm-hmm. Nothing about my community. All you do is maybe come over there from Sky to Broken mm-hmm. Arrow, driving through, driving through, driving coming through. over here trying to assess what's going on in our black community. I said, man, I went to Book T, I went to Raf J. Bunch, John Burroughs. I grew up in this community. I know mm-hmm. people from doctors, lawyers down to drug addicts, pimps, and players mm-hmm. in my community. And I said, uh, I said, you don't know nothing about my community. It made me mad. My supervisor. Come on, Bobby, and pull me out to the meeting mm-hmm. and sit down. And you know, mm-hmm. I, and I said, "Well, look at me. I'm gonna tell you something. I can't do this anymore." Mm-hmm. The job was paying good, right? You know, they're paying good money. I said, "I can't do it anymore. I'm getting ready to resign because when I'd be out in the field and I'd go over Miss Williams' house and she's 89 years old." Somebody didn't call in on because her grass is high and she doesn't have any to cut it. And right. she ain't got nobody to cut it. And she's on a walker. Mm-hmm. I went over to her house and I knocked on her door. City of Tulsa, this is Bobby Eaton. She closed the door and opened the door. And she say, Bobby, is that you? No, she says, <laughs> is your grandpa so-and-so and your grandma? Sure look like I say, yes, yes, ma'am. Come on in here, boy. And come on in the house and <laughs> sit down. Baby, I know your grandma, your uncle. Start naming your, Name family, your family. Going yeah. down your family tree. Yeah. Talking about the barbershop that was next door over here. Yeah. And I was getting all of that. I'm just, I'm like, now how am I going to write this woman up? How am I just an old senior citizen? So I would pick up the phone. Call somebody you I'd know call to, cut somebody to, come to cut her grass. And they right. come over and cut her grass and I'd pay them. You know, right. she be smiling and mm-hmm. stuff like that, all happy. You know, but, but she was thankful. Was thankful because the city wasn't gonna do nothing but charge her three hundred dollars to cut the grass and then put it on her taxes mm-hmm. to own her house. And until she her. couldn't pay it anymore, and they'd be like, "Um, excuse me, we're gonna take this house. Um, you have thirty days to make right. it good. Make this good if you can right. make it good. We're gonna put the June auction. Yeah, that's and open you already know. Two thousand five hundred seventy-two dollars and right. sixty-two cents. Exactly. She been living there all her life. life. Yeah. Yeah. So she is that's losing the game. Home. That's, that's how the they game. Get yeah, that's how they that's get it. Wow. And the thing about it is, also, Sherry, you mentioned in that we don't really go back down there and buy up our property mm. like we should. You know what? I'm gonna tell you. We do. We do. But yes, but there's one person. And the people. Oh, the okay, county, okay, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, we you do. got you got one person who will go and buy ten houses. 
uh, go and buy five houses or something like that. But the thing about it is, is or he has fifty houses. Yeah, or true. 50 we, I know a couple of them that and got them like that too. Bids against other people. Mm-hmm. But the thing also about that is the fact that some of it, some of us go buy the house, and we can't continue paying the property taxes on it. Mm-hmm. So we end up losing it again. again. Yeah, and it's an ongoing cycle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but the Hispanics and white people are coming and buying up all that good property and renovating those homes. Yep. Uh, gentrification is taking place. But it, it, the type of gentrification, the type of gentrification, because if you're looking at what type is it, you, it's different types. OK, mm-hmm. right now um, you have more people that are coming from like West Tulsa, mm-hmm. moving into the neighborhood. And you know that from West Tulsa because of some things we don't do. Well, I see that uh, from West Tulsa, from East Tulsa, moving to North Tulsa. Yeah, because it's you the got you, 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 you cheap property, and then you got meth heads and stuff like Hello? that coming. I'll say it. I don't yeah. care. Meth heads and crackheads and uh, from other races coming to our community, walking the streets, uh, on bicycles, doing all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. G mob, stealing and breaking in places. Oh, know. I got one for you. What's that? I had a hoop house on a vacant lot. Hoop house is, you know, similar to a greenhouse that extends your growing season. Mm-hmm. I saw the hoop house on Wednesday. Looked back that third Friday. Hoop house was gone. I mean, they straight up broke the hoop house down because it's metal frame, plastic. They wow. took the plastic and they all took, that? They, wow. I was just like, who? That's like some, like my grandma they was trying said, to grow. They're trying to grow some it. weed. But you can't grow, you can grow weed, but mm-hmm. you don't have to steal a That's what they're doing. But, they grow weed. <laughs> but no, but you, you know, don't. But the thing is, I don't think it was to grow weed. What do you think it was for? For the metal. For the metal. You think it was for the metal? It had to be for the metal. Okay, maybe so. Because you can, they, you, can, you can build a hoop house out of um, PVC pipe. Right. And that's, I've seen one done like that before. And it's easier that way. Mm-hmm. And, and to assemble it, it's easier that way. Mm-hmm. The metal frame, I mean, it's just like, who does was that? Was it huge? Huge? It was about the size of this room. Okay, that's pretty, that's decent size. It was size. about the size of this room. Well, that's what, like, that's what happens in our community, you know, and the thing about it is, is things like that can be happening in our community, and we won't report it. You know, we can be right next drive door, by. drive by and look at it. Are looking out the window. And don't call in, don't say nothing, don't report anything, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, it's... Unless it's I, I, look, I'm like Miss Jenkins. I'm looking out the window. What you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah you got to check on, you got to check on stuff, and you got to be bold enough to speak on it, you know. It's kind of like I tell people all the time, the city of Tulsa has so much property over here in North Tulsa that they don't maintenance. They don't do mm-hmm. maintenance. They on. don't maintain it. But at all. we don't call and report the disturbance of the trees and weeds and grass and all that. We don't say nothing about it. You can't do that over in South some oh, parts God, of South no. Tulsa. Utica Square. You let grass get five inches high, they're gonna be calling and you know, it just ain't gonna happen. But we need to start reporting it. I, I now I, I have seen some improvements though. <clears throat> some some in new certain things, areas. Yeah. Some new things have been added since I've been back, you know. Yeah, I, what, like, where? as far as I, the fast food restaurant and all well, that well, type of stuff? Well, or what? You know, well, I've seen some new businesses coming up. I've seen, you know, 
but I have seen uh, improvements with the streets, the street designs, the the, the new bus stop, the um, um, yeah, over there by I heard they're getting ready to build a a plant over off the thirty six oh, street. Mohawk. Uh, well, yeah, I heard about that. Thirty-six yeah, North all of that, 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 that Corey that, over there. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. gonna. What about where uh, was that Comanche? Yeah, they yeah. Gonna, I heard they're gonna they tear, that tear that down. That down yeah, and I heard, build I heard that too. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's there's some, some yes, things coming down the pipeline, along, right? But, but, now, but, but, I remember when nothing was coming down the pipeline. Yeah, that has been coming down the pipeline for a while. For a while. So see, the thing, the thing, the thing about it is, is all that's been coming down the pipeline for a while. It's been in the makings and stuff like that. Uh, but I'm concerned about gentrification, you know, not being able to control our own narratives in our own communities, because a lot of times the city will do stuff over here without consulting the community. They'll just do what they want to do. They'll tell you about it. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. it's going to be John Hope Franklin school. You Mm -hmm. like it? Okay, here you go. Right, here we go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They'll, they'll tell you about it. But you know, one thing about it, we have to speak up and be bold enough to speak up for what we want in our community. We do that with this bus system, and the big thing, it wasn't going all the way down to Turley, and then they changed the route. The route doesn't go all the way through Turley. They had like three alternative routes, and when we moved back home in 2015, my son and I, and we were going to these bus route meetings, and we would make, okay, you need a bus route here. You need sidewalks through 56th Street North off Peoria. We were telling people that from the gate, from the gate. Then all of a sudden they changed the bus route. And the people that were internally, they were like, we got, we now have to take two buses just to get downtown. And it takes them even longer to get downtown. But we were telling them that. My son and I were telling them that. But. For years down the line, it was like death ears. It's like they didn't understand anything we were saying, nothing we were saying. So they hear what they want to hear. They do what they want to do and put it out there. And if you question them on it, it's just like, who are you? Where do you come from? No, I was here before they hired you, man. So exactly. that's that's the issue that we're dealing with. They do what yeah, they want to do. They, they'll include you in on a couple of meetings. They'll include you on a couple of meetings. And they'll include you on a couple of meetings and get your feedback and be like, yes, yes, yes. But they go ahead and do what they want to do anyway. That's because there's not enough rebuttal from the black community, you know, not not enough just protesting and talking about these issues. See, we you got to have firepower. Mm-hmm. You can't be just the same. See, what I've noticed is like when we have town hall meetings right. and city hall meetings, it's the same people who show up. Same soldiers. I can name them. I go in one and I can sit in the back of the room and I say, there's Sherry, there's so-and-so, there's blah, blah, blah. And I can see the same soldiers who are in the struggle still fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, we need more soldiers to participate for this stuff, you know, to get behind uh, people like Nelson and Regina and right. Kevin and them. You know, we'll elect them. We'll elect people based upon names. Mm-hmm. But people, I've asked people... Do, they say, they say, you know Regina Goodwin? Yeah. You know she's a, a state representative, right? Yeah. Do you know what a state representative is? And they don't know. Do you know what a city councilor is in their position in the job? Do you know what a senator 
is and his position in their jobs, their jobs is not for us to elect them and expect them to, to move mountains by themselves. They you know, people. they are wow. people and you have to be accountable to the jobs, but you have to support them in their endeavors of what they're trying to do. You know, if you ain't supporting Vanessa and getting behind her, then and you voted for her, then dang, what you vote for her for? You ain't supporting her. If you ain't supporting Regina or Kevin, if you're not supporting these people, because they need support. Mm-hmm. And one thing about black people, we have a hard time supporting anything. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll go to Popeye's Chicken and get one, get them chicken and be wrapped no. around the corner. Yeah. You know? No. Do an all white party by huh? No, I do not. Yeah, oh, well, no. see, you don't okay. do You don't, and I understand. Oh, but you yes. got so many of us who are conditioned mentally yeah. that that chicken is better than grandma's chicken. No, you know that's the first. It hey, that's the, the first. That's the first chicken sandwich. Shake it out and put in that grease. Girl, mm-hmm. put it in that's the first chicken sandwich. Drumstick board. The bread around. around. Yeah. You know, but uh, we're so psychologically conditioned to mm-hmm. the system, the way the system gets into our brains, and we just start believing it all. I tell you what, though, you not know, questioning it. You know one of those uh, all white parties. Sponsored by the the twenty gents, yeah. mm-hmm. packed house, yeah, packed house, yeah, packed house. Well, the twenty gents they have a following too, mm-hmm. so they have a and people. But think people will come to parties, yeah. but people won't come out to support yeah. like mm-hmm. when we were protesting, right. when, when we're protesting, when we want like, things, like Dollar Just General like, and all this stuff. <laughs> Dollar General, right. um, African American Affairs Commission, right. we were trying to do that. We were the only group of people in the city of Tulsa that weren't being represented in the city mm-hmm. system. Right. You had mm-hmm. the Native American Affairs, you know, Women mm-hmm. Affairs, all of those different ones. When I got here, you guys were doing that. Yeah, but mm-hmm. the, the the thing that just blew my mind, Bobby, turnout. the turnout was low. We were out there in the rain, snow, whatever, protesting. We needed to tweet it. But the moment it became a reality. All of people that were too good to be out there to protest and do this, that, and the other, Showed up. I swear to God, they all wanted to be on the board. Mm-hmm. That just that did something to me. That's the way we are as a people. I, I, ooh, that, that, that hurt me mm-hmm. because I was like, you don't want to do the work. You don't want to. You don't want to do the dirty work to get things done. So wow, somebody out here in in just in the trenches, in the dirt, and just getting it done. While you want to sit up and look, well, I'm, well, I'm this. Nobody care about that mess. Mm-hmm. But and see, that's that's the problem with our people. We want to always get on the banana truck when the banana truck. Already arrived at its destination. We want to jump on it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But we don't want to load the truck Mm -hmm. up with bananas. Mm -hmm. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So we have a problem in our psychological and participating in things that we need that are only going to take you some time to do. Just participate. And, you know, we don't do that now. When we have a big party, oh, like you say, an event, right. and all, we're going to shake your booty and stuff like that and drink front. and have fun and all that kind of stuff, we're going to turn our concert yeah. free. You know, in the park, we're going to show up. Yeah, I used to hear about all that stuff when I was uh, when I was in Dallas. I would hear about, you know, the parties going on, some of the protests going on, a lot of the protesting was going on. So I guess, I guess what I want to do, why can't, why can't you bring in these uh, these nine one eight um, sponsors that they have here? They used to hear about in Dallas. These nine one eight biker biker. They group. don't participate. 
and the, uh, and uh, the 20 gents groups. So why can't oh, you can't oh, bring those Oh, you talking about those social groups? That they yeah. Why can't they, why can't you bring social groups? Because that's what they do. What they, do. they don't do political stuff. They do social they're not, stuff. They're not, yeah. They do social stuff, like you said. They all have I a, mean, they have a good following, yeah, too. Because they got a great following. Was it the 918 they put on that big motorcycle show? Yeah. And oh, people man. came from all over the country, country for right. that. For I have people from California, oh, like yeah. Sherry I'm in Tulsa. Did they have that up there at the casino or something? Or I don't know like that? where yeah. they had it. But they will show up for stuff like that. But when it comes to activism and to help better the community with projects, right. they won't come. Mm-hmm. You would think that that would be something you that uh, I've reached out to him. I've tried to get him connected to some stuff, but what was his name? Know. Was it Eric Harris? What was the the guy that was murdered in the street by the make make do sheriff? Eric. Oh yeah, you you, you you talking about Eric? Yes, yeah, yes. Eric Harris. Right. I was living in Chicago at the time, and I saw a clip of that on TV. Mm-hmm. I was in and Houston. I'm watching and I'm watching and like okay, I'm sure the people are gonna be out there hard. I saw one or two black people protesting mm-hmm. that, that I just, and I'm sitting in Chicago, like what's wrong with people? What's wrong with us? What's wrong? Well, with it's us? the mindset of the community and of people. See, I just got back from Atlanta. I just got back from Houston. Well, totally the mindset, mindset of black people is totally different. We are so oppressed and depressed here and afraid. We fear a lot of fear is here. There's a lot of depression here. Dep- oh, depression up to the utmost. It'll make there. you. I'm sh- yeah, it make, it'll make people content and living the same lifestyle. A lot of people just stay at home. They may go to church. They may go to a job, you know, and back home and go out to eat. Go. And that's the extent of their whole life. And then stay at home. Play cards and dominoes inside the house, drink and drug and have sex inside the homes, and that's the extent of their whole life. What about, what about bringing in these these popular pastors that? Uh, oh man, you don't want me to get started on that conversation right there. We got enough pastors here that's popular. Man. That no, 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 I'm, like talking that. About, I'm talking about the, to put them behind the. Uh, you talking about TD Jakes and people like that? No, 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 I'm talking about Tulsa. Okay, let, let, let me have, I'm, I'm gonna let you know how I feel about the, the clergy and the church here, churches here in Tulsa. You've only got a couple of a handful of black churches trying to do something. Right. The rest of them are Sunday morning preachers and hoopers and hollerers who collect funds from the congregation for their own personal lifestyle. They don't reinvest in, in the, the community. community. So Sunday morning, they get up there, hey, will a man rob God? You know what I mean? And so-and-so make you feel guilty, make you feel a certain way, take in all that money so they can pay that Mercedes-Benz note, you know, or whatever they got. First lady looking good, kids looking good, the refrigerator's full of food, you know what I mean? Got nice stuff. He got his own personal parking space, you know what I mean? And Sunday, Sunday he comes in there, Wednesday night Bible study opens up the book and he just goes and sometimes puts guilt upon people. That's something that's been happening since the beginning of slavery. You know, that's what the slave master used to do. He used to say, uh, 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 you can't, slaves obey your masters. Right. Slaves obey your masters? Mm-hmm. You never heard that before? Mm-hmm. Man, only master I know is God. 
Right. He's the only one. Masters. You know, so I'm saying that we've been so brainwashed with so much, man, that we don't know that Bible. Now, this is me talking because I used to be in. Now, look at y'all. Listen, I was in church and I did a whole lot of stuff. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> he was the deacon now. Yeah, right, 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 right. I was and I was doing some <laughs> studying and all that. And I was in that book. And I realized when I went oh, overseas, boy. when I went overseas and lived over there for three years and met people from. From uh, Egypt and New and Jerusalem yeah. and all of them, and they start giving me real, truthful history of the Bible and culture. We Hebrews, that's where our lineage come from, from based upon coming out of Africa. And Egypt is Africa. Yeah, you know, people. Some the people continent. they want to say the Middle East and they want to say all of that. That ain't no damn Middle East. That's Africa, man. You know what I mean? That's white man put that on you. When they enslaved those slaves. You know what I mean? Well, King James, who was over in Europe, he loved the Hebrew Scripture Bible so much that he wanted to translate it. And he translated from Hebrew Scripture into English. He used scribes to translate that Bible. But he only translated 66 books. That's all he translated. There are 500 and something more books. He only translated 66 over there in Europe. So during the translation, he put some words in the Bible. Dost thou, though, this? You know, that was the language. Because that was the language they were were using over in England. You know what I mean? And so while he was over there, he distributed that book throughout his kingdom. Some of the guys resisted it. Vernero Bedee. Yeah, right. There you go. Columbus and all of them cats, he kicked their asses through the seas. He kicked them out to the sea. They were vagabonds and thugs, and they went throughout the uh, the, the world incarcerating people in slavery. They enslaved so many people. Kick came over here to America, kicked the Indians in the ass mm-hmm. with that slave thug mentality. You're talking about the pilgrims. The pilgrims was the thugs, you know, and they came over here, and so they saw this land over here, and they got you and your ancestors to work it. And they beat them, they slaved them, they they cut their penises off and their nose and ears, hung them from trees, would have Sunday morning service. And right after Sunday morning service, go hang your ancestors from a tree. For entertainment For entertainment and entertainment purposes and take pictures of them and laugh and all that. You know, so our people have endured so much. And even here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the race massacre still lives on in some of our mentality. That's why it never got taught to us coming up as kids. Right. It was never mentioned. Never in a school system. Our parents recently. and grandparents were trying to protect us by not telling us the story. Because they knew that if they told us the story, that we're going to be jumping up and, and acting towards So they didn't tell us. They didn't teach it in the schools. They didn't talk about it in the barbershops too much. Except for my, my grandpa and them talked about it yeah. in that barbershop. But they didn't install that knowledge and that wisdom within our people. And because it was a hush thing. It was a hush. You weren't supposed to talk about it. And when you and when some people did actually talk about it, they whispered it as if they were being recorded and someone was watching and exactly. listening to their conversation. Exactly. But, you know, growing up, I heard about it. I heard tidbits of it, mm-hmm. but I didn't get 
story. You didn't get the meat of it. I didn't get the meat of it until mm-hmm. I went to the University of Iowa, and I was bored out of my mind, and I just started picking books up off the shelf. People were writing their dissertations, and I picked this one book up that had Black Wall Street and the riot is what they had it. It was titled, but someone had did dissertation on it. So I would read that book every chance I got in the library, and that's where I got my full, you know, education on. In Iowa. In wow. Iowa. The, mm. the library. Someone wrote their dissertation on it in mm. Iowa. So what do y'all think about the uh, the um, the mass graves that they're uh, trying to dig up? Well, and... you know, I spoke with Kevin Ross today, right? and we be keeping up with we both like that and um uh we talk and communicate always about blackness something about blackness anyway i feel is that still going on yeah yeah the investigation is still happening they did all of the um quote-unquote initial foresight and now they're processing the information it's supposed to be ready beginning of the year yeah january January. but those are just for a few sites yeah there are a lot of sites and they'll never be able to recover what happened in the river Right, because as they say a lot of bodies were dumped, washed, over, washed away down, down the river too, and, down and they the were river. finding bodies down. Yeah. You know, and I also believe that there are bodies up under Driller Stadium. I believe they're on that on that property, all down off in there. Well, they said they yeah. found remains, and there yeah. was actually a story when they were building when, when they, they were building, building it, the Driller and Stadium. it was in the newspaper, but mm-hmm. no one can find that newspaper anymore. They probably did, did away with it. I mean, some people said they actually read it. Mm-hmm. But you can't find a copy unless you bought a copy yourself mm-hmm. and kept it. But yeah, yeah, it was reported. And anytime my, you find remains, mm-hmm. remains, everything's supposed my to My thing stop. is, once they discover these bodies, because they're going to discover some bodies. I don't know how they can do all of this and don't get one of one of. No, no, not, not, not going, yeah. not looking in places my thing is, supposed to be. Once yeah. they report it. How many the numbers are, whatever they do, what's going to happen? They're supposed to set up some type of memorial service, well, not a memorial service, but some type of recognition, some type of memorial for those people that lost their lives and those remains. There's a process that they're going through. Um, a memorial. A memorial. Not only that, trying to identify family members, which is everything that they, you want to do, kind of takes it up to another level. So you're dealing with the legal aspects of it. You're dealing with the, you know, the spiritual piece of it. So there's so many different pieces to it. It's more to it just like we find the remains and we're going to memorialize them. How do you want to memorialize them? Those type of things. So it's it's more complex than that. Yeah, they, they, yeah. It's well, very complex. I believe in memorializing them and uplifting them, but I believe in – uh, reparations, you know what I mean, of, of compensating those uh, people who've lost their lives. Uh, you know, I believe, in, you know, see, they also need to give it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And let's just tell the truth about this whole deal. You know, and we need finances. One thing that black people need is we need finances for economic development, you know, and things like that. So, uh, you but, want that. Yeah, you want economic development and you want finances. Mm-hmm. So, being advocate, okay. Here's X amount of dollars. What, 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 what do I what do with it? 
we do with it? Who you know what I do with it? I build grocery stores. Now like, be I build, thing on I'll, be, I'll build cleaners. Yeah. I'll be laundromats. I'll get some uh, more restaurants and things going on in the community. I will do more education, get more spend money in schools and stuff like mm-hmm. that to build population because you know one thing that I've learned by traveling is that if you're not building schools in your community, your community is not growing. Your community is You know, so many, well, we got to shut down so-and-so. What? That's just a part of the game. We got to shut down so-and-so. We got to shut down. Because if we shut it down, we don't have y'all anymore. Right. But but you're forgetting what you first put our conversation with the gentrification part, Mm -hmm. okay? So if it's closed here, we're going to leave it closed for a little while. Well, now we have to open it, mm-hmm. and we have to create a new space for the new people that are coming in. Exactly. Don't, don't think mm-hmm. for one second. It's a system. And the mm-hmm. perfect example right now is what we're dealing with. I had this conversation um, yesterday with someone. Remember, my dad was asking about, well, what's going on with that little next to the school on 56th Street in MLK, mm-hmm. Gilcrease. Well, we know Gilcrease yeah. has been closed. Shut it down. Shut it down. Wow. But they moved those kids over to the quote-unquote John Hope Franklin Elementary School. Mm-hmm. Remember what was going on in the John Hope Franklin Elementary School before they named it that? The East DC Bunch. Right, right. Bunch and they had those kids from Emerson just over there. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that part. Yeah. So, we have those kids there. Well, those kids from Emerson, they went back to the Montessori. Mm. What was the purpose of the Montessori? They closed it to do what? What did they close Emerson for? To build the Montessori. Brand new, you know, yeah, know. and everything. Who, who is that? Who, is it for the people that were living there before? Because before... The kids that were over in Osage Hills and Seminole Hills, whatever they call it this month, they were going to Emerson. So if you go to the neighborhood, you don't see a lot of kids in that neighborhood mm-hmm. anymore. Not to look and die. So they've aged out. So you have a lot of younger babies that don't necessarily look like. Okay. They don't at all. So that school was built or redid for that Brady Heights area. All those new houses that they're building and that right behind Emerson for that and the downtown people that, you know, single, maybe new families with one baby, whatever, you know, mm-hmm, living downtown. Mm-hmm. So that's for that. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily for the people that were initially living in the community. Well, hey, they bring in a lot of stuff like that. You know yeah, I mean? but that's and, how it starts. Mm-hmm. That's why we have more. I've noticed we got more charter schools and private schools oh, going man. on over here nowadays. It's oh just, God, yeah! It's just like we didn't took over some hot, some old elementary schools. We got so much TPS is uh, is so, it's getting so small over here in North Tulsa. It's a reason for that. Yeah, because all of your school, most of your schools are charter schools. All charter your public schools. schools all of your elementary schools that were okay, they they shrink, 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 and the charter schools come in and pick it up. That's right. So, and it's a lot of it, as Dale. we as we speak, our educational system is changing. We see the big picture. Public education is supposed to be a part of your constitutional right. Supposed to be. Supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that's changing, and until people speak up and say. 
okay, our public education, our public schools are no longer here. You don't have Frost anymore. Mm-mm. Okay, you have Burroughs. Mm-hmm. Academy Central is, you know, um, okay. a bunch of them. All right, Emerson Montessori. Okay, Hearthorn is still strong and standing. I don't know about Walt Whitman, well, William Penn, still there. Still William there. Penn. That mm-hmm. the, what was over by Monroe. Yeah. All of those are different. Get, well, you know, we know the story. Have on Gilcrease and, and then all you of got um, Alcott's gone. Yeah. So, so when what you they think about Monroe? it, Monroe. There. Yeah, my school. Was it a, but it's a special school. It's it's special school. Some now. kind of special school over there. Yeah. And they have, from what I understand, they had like 30. It's really, you know, just the whole teacher body, you know, the staff just pretty much. They did. Know, they I remember the principal left and, you know, she left and went to a. Man, it's just. It's crazy. But that's only on our side of town. But if you're if you don't have schools, man, and and you building know. buildings, your community's not growing. I learned that. I mean, if you're multiplying as a because one thing to say that we as black people we're not multiplying. We we are not. We are to multiply. Not multiplying in what way? We make more babies. We multiply. Not like we used to. Because well, because you had families back then who mothers family. mothers who had more than one child, so you got a lot of single parent moms now. What you were before what you more than one kid, Bobby. So most of them have a, just one kid. The majority have one kid, you know, and the rest of them. You got some that got two and three and four babies and living, you know, in yeah. in, in different areas <laughs> and stuff like that. But most of them have one child. One child back in the day. Shoot, families was four, five. Every family had three, four, five kids. Yeah, you know, huh? what did they? That's yeah. true. Yeah, you know, and you know, people were there. A lot of our incarcerated, you know, and uh, you don't have the numbers. We're black men are only percent of the United States of America. Seven percent. Black people are fourteen percent. Of the United States of America, Hispanics of the United States of America, right where they at, you know. So when you're a minority, it's kind of like Tulsa. We're in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Four hundred thousand people here. Four hundred thousand, but you only got sixty-five thousand blacks. And uh, here in District One, you only got thirty-three thousand black people. That's it. Out of four hundred thousand people. Now that's the statistics that some of them put together and throw out there, and uh, I'm pretty sure the Census Bureau didn't capture everybody in the community. So right. it's some funny stuff going on. So right. we need somebody to go knock on doors. So we need people to apply for the census that's and go, go deep north and, and work, early and, and count and work the community. Not be afraid to knock on doors because you got <laughs> white people that be knocking on doors and knocking and, like knock and run like the kids right. knock on the door, <laughs> knock on the door and hear that. Oh, gotta go, gotta Ain't go. nobody there. Ain't nobody there. You know, what I, you know what I saw when I first came back? What did you see, man? You've been back how long now? I've been back uh, about three, about three, about three months. About three oh, months. God. Yeah, you just, you just got back. So I just got back. But you, you, know what I did? you know what I saw when I, was, when, I, when I first got back? What was the what deal? Right over the bar, right off of um, 36 and, uh, and Hartford. Mm-hmm. Make that turn over there, going, uh, going down Hartford. First thing I saw was this huge, Church. looked like a castle. 
Saints me a nursing home. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, oh, yeah. That's that was money. My, that was my first job. It's been there for job. years, but you just been gone, no, no, so you never seen it. it. I, I went at my first job. I was uh, 16 years old. Okay. I worked at Saint Simeon. That's how long has it been there? That was 1980-something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you 80. went back out there and see how huge it is. It's bigger. That place is like a city. Yeah. yeah. Where is yeah. all the money going from? Coming from. Oh, baby. Hey, trust me, that's man. Some, look, you you look, got to have some loot to be in St. Simeon. Yeah, I've been up in St. Simeon visiting, and like she, Sherry just said, you got to have money. And the money that runs St. Simeon's not coming from North Tulsa. Oh, God, no. You know. It's a world of its own. It's gated. You ain't even getting it's up in there unless you know somebody. It's a retirement, cause it's it's a, right. it's a retirement village because you have. As you have um, like nursing home type of setting, you have independent setting, and you have assisted setting too. So you have different levels in oh, there, and they right. have their own so little pots, living facilities, spe- apartments. Is that what that is? Specialty, yeah. Special situations up in there all day long. Wow. You can be registered up in St. Simeon's as a senior, and you will have your own private doctor come up in mm-hmm. there, your own private tech person, nurses. Uh, you you can get on a schedule. You'll have special stuff adhered to your lifestyle, however much you pay in. Wow. And see, the property was pretty, probably a little cheap back then. Yeah. So they were able to and build it's up, it. on, it's up yeah. on a hill away mm-hmm. from Beautiful. Everything. Beautiful. Oh, in view. North Tulsa. Beautiful yeah, view. Oh, man, they got the view. Beautiful view. I've been up in there. Me I've too. seen it. Me too. I was blown away. You said it was small when you worked there. Yeah, when it, initially, was, it was. But it, it was grown. real small. Somebody got a hold to some money to make it what it is. But no, you have to. You forget um, nursing homes. It costs. It costs a lot of money Private to have. Funding. You know, you have to have the funds to do it. Guess I what? Said, Your Medicaid dollars will not be going to St. Simeon. That, I, that is Saint Simeon's. I meant to say Medicare yeah. dollars. Saint Simeon, it's 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 a behind the scenes, privately owned building up in there. You know, it's it, you got the big dog that support that. Yeah, the big dog. I bet you, I wouldn't be surprised if Kaiser or somebody didn't have something to do on the background of Saint Simeon. You think know? of all the money yeah. that we could pull from Saint Simeon. And and put it towards North Tulsa. Oh no! We no. Take our grandma. No no no. no, no, no. Saint, I mean, we not in. We not in. Let's put it like this. We're not in. All the the money that goes yeah. into. Saint but we're Saint not in. No, we're not in. No, we are not in. We're no, not in there. No, we down the road. We down the, the road. opposite end. Yeah, right. Green country. Right. Yeah. We're not up in Saint Simeon. Green you know, country. You got you got maybe some of them. Those are people with money. Them LaFortunes or somebody up in there living Roberts, and they living up in St. Simeon. We're not up in there. The last person I knew, God bless her soul, was Mabel Rice was up in there as a black lady. And she was up there, and I used to go up there with her her daughter to see her Mm -hmm. and help her get out the car and stuff. But we not up in St. Simeon, man. Not like that. Not unless like you, that. unless you got this right retired and you stacked your paper. You gotta for have retirement, this. Four thousand dollars a month. A month for the low wow. end. Yeah, that's low. That's low end maintenance. Wow. You got a. You may have a roommate or two. You might. At four thousand a month. <laughs> you may have yeah. four. You uh-huh. may be a quad. Maybe yeah, a right. quad situation. <laughs> 
You know, that so, place looks like something out of a Disney movie. But yeah. you know what? That's what you're saying about that place. Okay, the Jewish community out on 71st. Okay, that's a whole other oh, situation. Oh, baby. That's another situation. We all, I'm talking about cottages. Oh, yeah, all separate cottages. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. land. I mean, beautiful. Then they have the high rise. Then they have the nursing home. Then they have the assisted living section where, you know, they, you know, they feed and cook. You know, you still, you need some assistance. I still believe, I still believe that eventually money is going to come back towards. Well, it, it's going it, to happen. Because I have anywhere else well, to go. North yes, North, it is. North, You're absolutely right. Money will North, come back. Yeah, it's going to come back. Yes, North Tulsa is like a diamond in the rough right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like so much opportunity. So much, it's coming you know, back. It's coming back. You it can see it's back. coming back. White folks are seeing it. They're saying, hey, we're yeah. coming over there. And we're going to buy real we gonna, cheap. You're right. Real cheap. We're going to displace mom and them. We're going to build. We don't know where they're going to go. I don't know. Deeper Turley. I don't know where they're going to go. Wait, wait. When they when they start. When they start tearing down Comanche and all them people up in there, where they gonna go? What they gonna do? Where they gonna move to? Because they we, may displace them in the community for for a little bit. Yeah, think about thousand dollars. Sixty first and sixty first and Peoria. Oh, that know. wasn't always that way. I used to be out there. Okay, before. Yeah, before right? when it was brand new. When it was brand new, fancy. Uh, right, fancy. But guess what? You had a lot of apartment complex, apartment dwellings exactly. there. And then when the people live in apartments, they don't always live in apartments. They eventually move into homes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have these huge apartment complexes of empty. Right. So you have to find out owners. Gotta like, I got to put them. people in them. So you displace people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because remember, North Tulsa wasn't always black the way it is. That was no, McLean. No, McLean, McLean was that white was out white, there. That was white right. flight. They left. Yeah. So what are we going to do with our empty houses? Well, y'all can rent them out now. Mm-hmm. So that's when we started flocking over to past 36th Street North. Exactly. Going so back that's over. when you start getting, you know, everybody, I remember growing up, everybody wanted to be out north, 56th Street North, back over mm-hmm. there. I mean, thick. I remember that. It was, it was a different type of community then. Everybody mm-hmm. worked, you know, my, everybody's working cars, you know, McDonald's, right. wherever they were working, people had jobs. Mm-hmm. So it was a different type of vibe then. So people were displaced there. Mm-hmm. Okay? Well, they, while they moved to places like Jinx, Broken Arrow, Owasa wasn't even there. No, not it at was that time. Back, right. Initially, it was Jinx started. Mm-hmm. After Jinx, it was Broken Arrow. Mm-hmm. Bixby, Bixby wasn't even what it is today. No, it was back not in, in those the days. 80s. So that right. was the white, the first round. Mm-hmm. So after that, they started moving different places, different places, leaving these pockets. I remember that now. And um, so, on the 56th Street, everybody right. was trying to move over there in that area. I yeah. remember that now. Yeah, so yeah, once you start that. displacing folks, like, look, it's too many of y'all. I got to go. So they left those houses <laughs> open, that space, that, that housing space open. Mm-hmm. So we, we're going to rent. It's all about making money, okay? Mm-hmm. So if I have a big complex, of like a 200 complex, and I can't get a lot of people, well, yeah, I'll put it on Section 8. I'll make it public housing because that's guaranteed money. Yeah, it is. That's guaranteed money. Finance. So, mm-hmm. boom, there you go. Same thing with um, DHS, the one that was on 21st yeah. in Garnett. Right, 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 right. Okay, do you know who owned that building for a while? No, I wasn't here. Keating. Who? The Keatings. 
Frank Keating now? It was a Keating family. That oh. if I'm if I'm wrong, I'm I I misspoke. But if I'm not mistaken, so you have to think who owns these buildings, who owns the buildings, and once the building is empty, look. Well, maybe we can help you out. We need to. We need office space. We need this. We need that. So we'll do that there. Okay. So that's big scheme, big picture. So it's not just like oh, we just want to do that. Somebody owns those buildings. Who owns the building? How do we help them out? Mm-hmm. Wow, so, that's crazy. Well, hey, we're going to take a little short break. I got to pay the bills. They say, hey, Bobby, pay the bills. So we're going to be right back. So stick around. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories. Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community. The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroot Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to the Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. Hi, I'm Denise Parker with Midtown Embroidery. We do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 15th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74104. Our phone number is 918-982-3254. Our email address is midtown at gmail.com. Thank you. Dawn Tree here, CEO of Underground Tree Studios, your one-stop shop for graphics, web design, and art. You can find us online at www.utreep.com. That's the letter U T R E E P dot com, as well as finding us on Facebook, Underground Tree Studios, Instagram as Underground Tree, and you can also find artist Dawn Tree online as Artista Dawn Tree, and you can also kick it old school. If your credit starts with a three, four five, or six, this is for you. Did you know that it's costing you to have bad credit? You can't get qualified for that house or apartment paying high interest rates, along with paying high car insurance, and it may be costing you that job that you really want. What are you waiting on? Take more of a holistic approach. Pick up the phone and call the Credit Shiro 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 66626. With 13 amazing services, we restore and repair generations to come. Once again, call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. If you know better, you do better. Only the Credit Shiro can help you to save the day. It's the Juice Radio Show, bringing the liveest people on our show. Tulsa's top chefs, music artists, and entrepreneurs. Sit down exclusively with the Juice. rocking with the best. The Juice Radio Show, Tulsa. Ladies and gentlemen, the all new KBOB 89.9 FM, Black on Black Community Radio. The all new KBOB. 
Black on Black Community Radio 89.9 on your FM dial. It's the Two Dogs Radio Show. Sports Talk has two new voices. Jerome and Young, Talk NFL, NBN, NCAA, and local sports. Highlighting legendary coaches locally and around the globe. Two Dogs Radio Show. Start. Located at 1533 North Norfolk here in the heart of Black Wall Street. You can reach us, dial 832-443-9499. And we just kind of like do it, not formal. I don't do no formal stuff. You know, I'm a, I, hey, talk country and go for it, you know. <laughs> but we're here and we like your participation. We are taking donations for the Juice Radio Show. You know, they had an Atlanta trip. trip they got vandalized, and we lost some laptops, headphones, stuff like that. So you can go to Cash App Eat Media Services, donate that away, or go to GoFundMe Juice Radio Show and help out right there. And uh, we're just doing some fun things and uh, some educational things for our people. In the studio, Sherry Lasky. Hail, Mr. Groove. Huh? Say my whole name. Sherry Lasky? What's the oh, whole name? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I got to let them know who you are. And Dale, Mr. Groove, uh, yeah, we've been it chopping is. it up, talking about some educational stuff about the system, what's happening in North Tulsa. And um, we want to always keep you informed. That's the main thing, keep you informed. So if you're listening and you want to make a comment, all you got to do is press the one button. Right now, press the one button, and you can be on the show and making your comments and doing what you want to do. So, we were, what were we? What did we leave off at, Sherry? What were we talking about? I'm just trying. White flight. Yeah, white flight. Right, right. <laughs> well, when people, that's what happens, you know. When people leave the community and uh, we move into the community, that's happening all over U.S. Yeah. And, Dale, you're going to find out, man, you know, as you continue to come back home here and live, you're going to see what kind of atmosphere and, and what you're in store for. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's going to be a big shock for you because you're going to have to you, be adjust. You've been down there in Big D.C., down there where everybody's doing yeah. everything. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people. You got movers and shakers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I left, I left, I left T-Town in 1988. Wow. A long time, man. Been gone since 88. Wow. We talking about the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, all the good stuff in the 80s. Those shoulder pads and the jackets. You talking about the big mm-hmm. hair. Some hammer pants. Hammer huh? pants, no. man. You know, uh, it, all wow. that good stuff. You know, music, when music was music, music still. Yeah. yeah. 
Since being back here in Tulsa, I realize that Tulsa is a place that you have to make a life for yourself. You have to invest into yourself, get involved in things, uh, participate. Because if you don't, you'll fall in that same old crash in the bucket syndrome with all the people. Yeah, you 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 kind of acquiesce yeah. to the norm here to the if norm. you're not com- if you're not careful. I was telling a friend of mine, I say, you know, so you come back, you come back. I said, yeah. So how do you like it? So you know, it's okay. You know, I got family, I got friends. You know, I said, Tulsa is a place where you can focus on yourself. Yeah, you can't focus on yourself here now. In Dallas and Houston, sometimes you can get uh, distracted. There's a lot of distractions that can, you know, veer you from your your path. But mm-hmm. uh, but also, Tulsa, if you're down in Dallas and Houston and you're focused, yeah, you yeah. can get involved in some heavy stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you can really change some lives in Fifth Ward, Texas, yeah. and <laughs> other places. You can really. Yeah. They got organizations up. They got a whole bunch of Dale Taylors and Sherry Lasky's, you know, and Bobby Eaton's down there. A whole bunch yeah, of them, exactly. you know. So you can have people who have the same things in common right. for the same common goal. Yeah, but there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that reconnection. Yeah, you know, reconnection with, uh, with with family and friends and rediscovering your your roots and you know all those things that you you loved about home. You know, you that, mm-hmm. you know, I, you, you just can't be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's one of the things unique to um, Tulsa, period, because I meet people that know people from Tulsa. People meet people. But we're connected so differently (laughs) than most communities. Like you say, you're in Houston or whatnot, Mm -hmm. but. If I say I'm from Tulsa, a lot of people, people that know anything about Tulsa, the first thing they're going to say, did you go to Booker T. Washington High School? Well, so, well, it depends on if you're in the college circuit and you're dealing with people from colleges and things like that. They yeah. will probably know more about Booker T. than the common everyday person who lives in that city. You say Booker T., they don't know who you're talking about. But it's, it's a social thing. You know, it's yeah. a social thing because Booker T has made a name for itself around the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, all them championships and all the stuff going on. Because the people. people. Yeah. But, you know, Booker T was the pillar of the community. Right. It was, man, the, was. the shizzy right here, right. man. You know, that's where everything happened. You had Carver. You had Anderson who would feed Booker T. Right. You know what I mean? Then you had Dunbar and all those schools that would feed those schools. But Booker T was a place where everybody congregated, where the history came from, uh, young and old. Mm -hmm. You know, it didn't matter. Generation. It was Booger T. Yeah. Booger T. Washington. Right. And it was decided, hey, you know what? If we can't beat them, let's join them. Mm -hmm. Well, when when integration came in, and it's never really been, I don't ever feel like we've ever been really integrated, Mm -hmm. you know, and they decided to, well, you got to go to Memorial. You live in you live over here in North Tulsa. You got to go to Memorial. Busing came in. Yeah. Well, they said, well, if our kids got to be bused to Booger T, mm-hmm. we're going to take our dollars and build Booger T and make it mm-hmm. such a, almost like a college campus. But the you know? kids weren't necessarily bused no. to Booger T. That was a volunteer type yeah, of volu- situation. Kids had been BMWs and all that. A lot of them had, like you say, BMWs, yeah, and, Mercedes, you know, and all right. that coming on up in there. But 
what a lot of you don't realize, our busing system, our school district, the way it's split, it's really not necessarily the right thing to do, okay? I don't think it – I had people when I was going to university in Iowa, I had people from the law school that asked me, aren't you from Tulsa? Like, yeah. Well, what's going on with y'all's busing system? And I was like, what do you mean? Because it was norm for me. It was some law students at the University of Iowa telling me that's not necessarily the right type of busing that they're doing because they were taking us and sending us to their schools. Exactly. They were never they were never they were busing any of them to, over to, to our school. No. And the only school only kids that were taking the bus over here were those that were volunteering to come over. All right, to, exactly. To be a booker team. Mm-hmm. And it's still that way today. Yeah, right. it's volunteer. And you know, a lot of times you'll see uh, some students on the track team like that, uh, jogging around in the neighborhoods and stuff like that. When they get in there, BMWs and head back south, okay. uh, wherever they're going, Utica Square or wherever, right. you know, and uh, that's where I uh, recently, I was inducted into the Booker T. Washington Hall of Fame, and I was put in there, yeah, yeah, from the last class, got put in there, and as I was making my speech, to the uh, to you know the the staff and community and stuff, and I looked out there in that audience, and I saw you all. Squint. You had to squint to see. I said, "Oh my goodness, what so I, so I, many whites at Booger T now, you know yeah. Hispanics and all of that." And then, no, but the Hispanics are you know anyway. Yeah, well, anyway, and I was at, and after it was all over, they come up and shake your hand mm-hmm. and want to take pictures with you, and I was just taking. So many pictures with whites and Hispanics and not just as many blacks as I thought I was going to be meeting some. Then they invite you to the classrooms to see what's going on. And I said, well, wow, this school has really changed. Changed. The culture of the school is not the same. It is not. It's totally not the same. As I walked those out, that school was high tech. Everything is just like boom, boom. At a whole nother level. Now, don't get me wrong. I know we got to change mm-hmm. in some areas, but man, that 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 school spirit and that boogity thing that we had when I was going, I just feel all that, you know. And they put me in the Hall of Fame, you know. You boogity saying, okay, that's good, you know, because I'm not into no titles. Right. I, Bobby Eaton don't do titles. I got enough plaques and this and that and all that. I don't do that, you know what I mean? I just put my pants on saying you do, Dale. You know what I mean? Pass gas and all of that. You know, so I'm going to be real. I'm going to keep it real. But I was kind of happy but disappointed. Okay, so let me ask you this question. You were there. You were in the Washington School Hall of Fame, Tulsa, Washington, also known as Tulsa, Washington. Mm -hmm. And you looked out into the audience and you saw mostly... A lot of white. A lot of white people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you, if you were to say that there right now today, they would tell no. We we have equal amount of students. Well, it was a lot. I understand they say equal amount of students. But I think that uh, sometimes we as a people don't always participate in stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not of interest to you, to us. Well, you that know. would be something where they had to go if it was well, a school-wide, I mean, you know, if it was a school-wide thing. I don't, I don't know what the the status was uh-huh. as far as there having to go or not having to go, but I would think that. But they were in there because we did two assemblies. Two assemblies. We did mm-hmm. two assemblies. So that means so the whole school had to be there. The whole school had to be there, and you know, and in our community, our community just 
didn't the, show up. The community no longer supports that school. They don't period. support. There's people, no longer a community. You know, school. I know people who live in the community of Booker T. Washington who've never been inside the new school. Wow. I mean, because they ain't never been in there. Because they they're no longer two, two blocks two away. away. It's yeah. because they are no longer a part of that. The school itself is no longer part of the community. That's the first part we have to understand. Mm-hmm. It used to be in the day, like, everybody from all over Tulsa went to Booker T. We it's knew true. each other. We uh, had that we connection. Oh, and yeah. when we went, they purposely said it was 50% black, B-L-A-C-K, mm-hmm. and the other percent white. It was 50-50. And included in that white was your Asians, your Mexicans, the few that we did have. They were included in that number. Now, I don't care what they say. I don't know how. I don't care. I see those minorities, those quote-unquote the Asians, the Hispanics, they're being included in that black population. And that's why you don't see the numbers there. Now, tell me something else all day long, but I see what I see. It is but, what it is, if it's but, true. But, yeah. but, you know, uh-huh. that's where we are, and the school is no longer part of our community. That's why people are like, Book- I'm, I went to Booker T. My son is there right now, mm-hmm. and I'm still like, and I'm not impressed. Mm-hmm. I'm not I don't either. feel it. I don't feel it. it, it I don't feel it, and I have people don't feel that will like... say something otherwise, but it's like, that's not my Booker T. That is not what that's I That's Tulsa, Washington. Okay, there you go. It's Tulsa, Washington now. It's a whole different flavor. Are you going to homecoming? Mm-hmm. And some people still participate. Yeah, they uh, do. The marching band is not the same. The teachers, I look out there, uh, people of other races participating in something that was strong and so dominant at one it time. It was a part of our community. It, in the culture and stuff. And it's just different. It's a whole different animal. Like I said, you can't beat them. What they say, join them? No, they go to Central now. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? What was weird to me back in the 80s, back in the early 80s, because I was actually, I was at Monroe. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was pretty much just us. Uh, yeah. At yeah. Monroe. At Monroe. Because yeah. everybody, everybody came over from Gilcrease. You know, you Gilcrease over there. And people from Monroe. Yeah. Then the feeder school or the main school was McLean. Mm-hmm. And you had people going mm-hmm. to Older Booker T, too. But I was getting ready to go to McLean. Mm hmm. But I, I wind up going to Booker T. When I got to Booker T, I heard all this rich history and all this. this uh, everybody's proud to be a Booker T. Man, a white person. That was H.J. H. Green. H.J. Green. Yeah. All yeah, right. And I was like, okay, we got all this. Why do you have a, why do we have a, a, a white person? But that's just how, that's Tulsa public school system. That, that's how we. That's how they've always done it. That's how, they break, it you, that's how they break you. up. But that's how. That's a men, men, You know, he's there, but you had Miss yeah. Collier, you had Furch, right, you had right. Miss, you had right, right. All of and those. And I remember, I remember we there. had we partied. Oh my God, we had our assemblies, our pep rallies. Right, men were classic. And then H.J. left. And then what happened, Sherry? I don't know who was there after Mr. Gr- H.J. Green left. I don't Ms. know. Came. Yeah, Ms. Collier. Ms. Collier well, she him. took his place because she, she was the assistant place. principal when I was yeah, there. Exactly. And yeah. so what happened? Because yeah. I was gone by then. Yeah. I was and, 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 and it started to go. It started to go down. Okay. Okay. Because she was kind of strict. She was straight laced. She see, was all about academics. You, you better be on top of yours. You guys had all that fun. Can you yeah. imagine when I was there? 
and it was all black. Oh, you know, my and, and my my graduating class was five hundred black people. Wow. You know, and we had assemblies and uh me and Charlie Wilson them would be playing and I mean it was like Hornet Vic crazy. Yeah. The cheerleaders all black swinging things. It was so much what, how how big was that band back in the day? Oh, I mean, it was huge. Was it huge. I can't give you a number, but it was just huge. Man, people wanted to be in the band. Mm. You had to have you had to bring and you had something, to, and you had to know how to play too. Yeah, so. know how to play to get in the uh, band. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Miss Lasky, what you? Uh... I wasn't in the band. I was, wait, wait, in the wait, band. Wait, I was a major rap for a minute. Uh, yeah. uh, I was a major rap for exactly. a minute. You did yeah. the major rap thing. Yeah, my team. senior year. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna look it back in the yearbook and check you out. Yeah. But you know what? McLean is almost like the New Day Black, New Day Booger T. No, Central is. People say Central is. Yeah, it's more blacks at, at, at McLean than Central. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, 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 they look. say Central. I heard it was Central. I, I, I you know. Yeah, heard it. Was I've Central. been out. I visit McLean all the time. There, they call me up and I go out there and talk to the students and mm-hmm. guys and meet with the staff. Hey, Miss E, how you doing? You know, and all that kind of stuff. And we need to support our McLean High School mm-hmm. and Central, too. Mm-hmm. We need to get involved and, and go out there. There are a lot of lost youth, mm-hmm. you know, who are doing things at home that adults are doing. Cooking, mm-hmm. the meals, getting their little brothers up for school. Getting up, getting their little brothers up in the morning where, where I'm well, fathers and mothers are not in their lives, so they're taking on roles, you know, early, too very early, early you know, early. huh? Too early. Too early. I gotta take my little brother to the to the to the bus stop, and I gotta I gotta do this, and uh, I gotta go grocery shopping, and you know, you got some of that going on out there, you know. My dad incarcerated in the pen, and he won't be out for another five years, and. My head goes off to single parent moms who are able to maintain. Like you got your, you and your son, right? Mm-hmm. And y'all doing it. See, you putting stuff in him. You know what I mean? And as a black female having to do that, uh, I don't know if your 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 significant other, whoever you were involved with, are in their lives. But if you're doing it alone, then my head goes off to you. You know that really goes off to you because. Uh, brothers need to step up to the plate, man. We we had got I don't know what had happened to us. some of the some of the young blacks don't know how to paint, they don't know how to do electrical, sheet rock, change a tire, uh, do no no skill sets. So the Hispanics are doing it. Mm-hmm. They're t- they're training up their their kids, their kids and stuff yeah. like that to do that kind of stuff. While we wearing Nikes and looking all suave and stuff like that, yeah, those jobs are not glamorous. yeah, not glamorous. They don't they don't they don't they don't pull the 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 honeys. Yeah, those, they like, don't. those type of jobs they don't pull on the honeys. You can't. But the honeys need to pull on the guys who doing that. Exactly. You know, exactly. that's what exactly. they. are the ones that. Hey, there you go. I was I just visited a there lady up in Plano. <laughs> went over this. <laughs> I, I went over to a lady's house. You know, yesterday, mm-hmm. and she's got this big old three thousand, dollars home. And a friend of mine I met back in California back in the day. You know, she had a child by one of my musician buddies, mm-hmm. and we was talking, and she was saying, "Ooh, Bobby." I said, "Girl, how you maintain all of this?" 
five bedrooms. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I said, how do you maintain this? She says, she's a realtor. And I said, how do you maintain all this? She said, it's hard. She says, I got to. Uh, this doorknob need to be fixed and this so-and-so need to be hung and this blah, blah. She said, I just make it do what it do. But anyway, hey, man, we are coming to the close of the show. Boom, it's all over with. Wow. I want to thank y'all for taking time out of your schedule to come in and be a part of this production right here. Thank it you, is. Sherry. Thank you. I'm going to see you on Monday night. Yes. Dale, we're going to get together on those uh, space. Saturdays, yeah. in the groove zone. 2.30 okay. to 5, right? All right, it's going to be good. All right, until the next time, we want you to have uh, a good time. Support your people. Stay black. And stay black. And stay black. And stay black. All right.